0: Hello and welcome to Miss T's Lunacy. Today my guest is one of the most multifaceted person I've ever met. A singer, performer, actor, model, ballroom dancer, and everything in between. It can be said that he inherited musical talent from his mother, who was a Swedish opera singer, and a father who was an Italian Venezuelan music conductor and composer. But his range as an entertainer is far broader than that. Please welcome Ingvar Estrada.
1: Thank you so much, Miss D, for having me here. It's such an honor and uh, for your gracious hospitality.
0: Well, you're wonderful. First of all, your name is incredible. It's very unusual. I believe it's Swedish. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's wonderful. Well, thank you. So tell me about your parents because they were very interesting.
1: Well, my mother, my mother was Swedish, and my and she was an opera singer. And, and and my father was Venezuelan and Italian, and he was a conductor, composer, arranger, and a classical pianist as well, oh and uh, a professor of music. And, and they, ergo, so are, <laughs> are you. And they they met in uh, Manhattan School of Music, and fell in love, and. Um, my father in the 60s had an opportunity to become the assistant director of the new york philharmonic wow as well as an opportunity to conduct and compose and arrange for foreign films in in rome italy uh with rca victor so he chose to be uh, conductor, arranger with RCA Victor. And uh, wow. was, that's how I was born in Rome I, a, li- a year later. <laughs> unbelievable.
0: Well, I think you uh, sang also with the Philharmonic um, yes, orchestra. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Later on in life, but that's much later, but this mm-hmm. is amazing. You have sang in so many orchestras, it's amazing in your career. I mean, you've been at the Las Vegas Philharmonic the Boca Raton, Pops Orchestra, the San Francisco Conservatory of Music, the Opera Las Vegas. Oh, I mean, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing what you've done.
2: Well,
0: thank you. So you came to Florida after all that, and your parents, I think, were had been professors at Palm Beach College, I believe. Yes. And, uh, fantastic. And uh, who performed at the San Francisco Conservancy in San Francisco? I think it was.
1: Well, actually, I studied with the um, the top teacher there, the San Francisco Conservatory of music.
0: Unbelievable! And you were singing in trees at the age of five.
1: Yes, that's where I started. Uh, I used to go up in a rubber tree and uh, sing. Uh, children's songs, and uh, my next-door neighbor would uh, give me applause and ask for more. So that's where I started. <laughs> I think that's wonderful.
0: It's DNA. I keep telling everybody. It's in your life. It just has to be. So you studied as well, and you you also did a lot of things. And you first also start uh, did, which I thought was hysterical. Uh, but let's talk about your mother first, about how she started a school. That's so interesting to me.
1: Yes, uh, when I, uh, Miss D, when I was, i um, actually, when my parents were in Rome, Italy, when my father was working with RCA Victor, um, my brother had had some problems with, um, with reading and uh, for some reason the teachers couldn't teach him. So my mother uh, decided to help him, Herself, so she devised her own reading system. Unbelievable! And she taught him to read. And um, when my parents relocated back to America, uh, my mother started her own private school with this uh, uh, reading technique that was so amazing for um, um, for children and adults alike, and. When others couldn't help to teach um, to read, my mother's reading system could, in a matter of weeks or months, um, progress years, literally. And she kept revising her reading system uh, uh, throughout um, this private school um, days. And then uh, she did that for 45 years.
0: It's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. I mean, people were dyslexic and had trouble with numbers. My mother could to get her left and her right together. But nobody knew how to diagnose this years ago. And mm-hmm. her program, it, it, I don't know, how, she, how was she able to do that?
1: Well, she just, through trial and error, she just kept learning and growing, and she kept figuring out ways of how to teach uh, my parents were wonderful. Uh, my father, as a teacher, as a music, were wonderful at teaching instantly.
0: They were a team.
1: Yes, with with others, you know, other teachers make you memorize things. My my parents could teach you instantly without even having to memorize or write things down. They were so incredible the way they devised uh, their techniques, and um, just just amazing, amazing parents. You know, I have they helped to say, so many people.
0: You should be so proud of them.
1: Oh, absolutely. I missed them. <laughs> I
0: can imagine, darling. I can imagine. Now, your father got really sick at 42, which yes. is the most extraordinary story I've ever heard.
1: Yes, my father was <clears throat> uh, one of the most extraordinary uh, stories in the last probably uh, century. Really? He, um, at 42 years old, when he was teaching, in Palm Beach. um, Well, now it's Palm Beach State College. Formerly, it was uh, Palm Beach Junior College from 1968 to 1977. Um, He was teaching there full-time as a music teacher, and he was also helping my mother in her private school. And at the same time... Raising all of you. Yes. And at the same time, at that time, we had five homes and three lots. Uh, He was working with uh, my mother's Uh, brother who was a contractor and they were building homes and selling them and as well. So he was pretty much burning the candle at both ends and and very, very busy. Uh, But at 42 years old, he had a stroke and he had a massive um, um, artery in the brain that burst at 42 and his uh, left him, well basically he died seven times ay, ay, ay. he was clinically dead for many minutes and he had six brain operations and he had a hole in the side of his head the size of a silver dollar uh he was a miracle he never should have lived uh, five doctors said that he was a walking miracle that um he was, paralyzed, he was dead cl- clearly dead for many minutes and he remembered and uh he they, uh, after he came back to life, oh they they said that uh, that he his he would never walk or talk again, and his whole left side was paralyzed, and it had affected his vocal cords. And my mother, being a believer in God, she said, "You're wrong. He will walk. He will talk. And he will teach again." And she worked with him, and she prayed, and she kept working with him. He walked. He talked. He taught. And he drove again. And uh, they had a lovely, lovely life together, happy life as, as a married life. What an
0: amazing story. And I think you told me something amazing because I asked you, what did he remember?
1: Well, he remembered, he told me that, uh, well, it was incredible because he was in 1977, um, doctor's hospital here in, in uh, West Palm Beach. He was in intensive care for three months in, wow. in a coma which uh, was, you know, my mother used to drop me off every day. And uh, as a boy, I would wander around the hospital besides, you know, stay close to my father most of the time. But, um, you know, I just prayed very, very hard, you know, as a child, I remember. And, and I just started crying, you know, one day. And I said, and I, I, I said, Dad, and this is three months later when he was in a coma. I said, Father... You know, for after my prayers you know pleading to god to for him to come back i uh excuse me a second it's remembering <laughs> let's bring so back sorry. a little bit of um i was sitting at, at his at his bed saying father if you can hear me please yeah. come back give me a sign and uh he wiggled his toe he oh. wiggled his big toe Oh. And um, it was so amazing because the ne- I, you know, I told my mother this, and, and as of the next day, he woke up. You know, and so um, I'm so thankful to God that you really are that I, that I had my father for 33 years, more
0: than you, than anybody had expected.
1: Yes, he came back. He <laughs> he taught me, he inspired me, amazing, and he was just the most amazing father and mother that God could have provided me with and given me I'm so thankful that he came back so
0: thankful and God bless them because obviously it was not his time no it was not and he made it now I'm going to get back to you as a tenor as a singer as an extremely talented person but you did something hysterical back in the uh, mid 80s you were in a skating rick you also know how to do that (laughs) and you skate like a Like a king. (laughs) And I'm thinking this is, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, this is not before ballroom dancing. This is before. So anyway, you decided to dress up for a costume party.
1: Yes, Miss G, I certainly did. I, um, you know, I, I've been skating since five years old, so I grew up on skates. I can pretty much do, do anything. anything on skates. <laughs> Dance on skates, speed skates. And I, and this also helped me in my balance because by the first time I went on a surfboard, I surfed the first time I got on Water skis the first time, and within 15 minutes, I was. I dropped one of the skis, I was swallowing, excuse me, slaloming, and shooting big sprays 15 feet up in the air. Oh, yeah. And I was like a natural at it. And, uh, and you're I, an
0: athlete, really.
1: I got on ice skates uh, within minutes. I was like uh, a <laughs> I could sh- I could do, do ho- hockey slides, dance on the skates, and shoot ice on you when, as I skate skated by you. Or,
0: oh my! Yeah, uh... like
1: a hockey player, basically. But uh, I've done everything but snow ski. I Haven't done that yet. But oh, I'm uh, sure you'll be fine. But yes, I was I was working at the skating rink at 19. I think 18 years old, 19 actually. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was a disc jockey there, a skate guard. And uh, it was a fun job, you know. I was at that time. I was trying to find myself, and um, I had noticed my my sister always uh, was modeling, you know, and acting and singing. And she was, they called her the Lucille Ball of of uh, of, of a child, you know, actor. She actually had an an, uh, an option to to be. On the Avengers in the '60s, when she was a little girl, she turned down. But she attended a lot of theater. But my, my sister was a model, and she modeled a lot, um, and she was constantly in the magazines, um, Globe, Mini Magazine, The Inquirer, and any any type of magazine you would see on the uh, the supermarket uh, um, checkouts. You know, I, every time I would go in there, I would see my sister modeling hats, modeling beautiful clothes or or how to cure your headache and with <laughs> 10 natural remedies and so uh, the skating ring job was fun as a disc jockey and a skate guard but temporary yeah so it was, it was it was fun except for when the kids left when the kids left you had massive three-hour cleanup you can only imagine um so i thought to myself you know i wanted to model too i wanted to get out of this and and uh, so I had said a prayer. I said, God, I'd, lo- <laughs> I, I'd love to model, God. Could you- I'd like to be on the Enquirer and magazines like my sister and, uh, and start modeling. So uh, I prayed, and, I, and, you know, and after my prayer, I, I thanked God. I said, God, I know you'll bring it at the right time. And, and a, sure enough. And I, and I thanked him ahead of time. And, it, <laughs> and uh, so there was a skating rink uh, Halloween contest And it was for um, the children, um, anyone that attended there for the uh, afternoon or evening uh, session uh, as well as a contest for all the employees that worked there. With a prize. With a prize, exactly. Prizes for everybody. So I had thought, okay, um, I think it was a $300 prize for for the employees. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to do something different. My sister had modeled um, this um, kind of like a Tarzan Jane look with, with ocelot bikini and, and was, holding a, <laughs> was holding a spear. And I always remember that because it was a great shot, what she did, you know. And... Um, so I decided I thought to myself, I'm gonna go get some ocelot cloth <laughs> <laughs> and I worked out quite a bit too as well. so I you know I went to the gym and worked out with weights. so I thought I'm gonna do something different so I made an oce- oce- ocelot cloth uh ah! uh like a tarzan cloth and then i made a top and i left it open you know and i made it jagged edges all over the place oh and i even covered my skates with the cloth and i had a little headband with and it was all a lost lot. so i thought i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna shuffle around when the con- when they have the employee contest in front of these thousand or two thousand kids and a lot of girls were there so i did that and i won that evening and uh, I treated everyone to uh, food and tr- <laughs> a little party. A little party after for the. Uh, <laughs> so
0: there you go. You keep winning everything you've ever done on top of it, which amazes me. And then, so, of course, how did you segue? Is it with with the photographer and the president of the Palm Beach? Yes.
1: Yeah, so so after al- this is really cool. So after that, then right after that event, um, I was. Um, at a Saturday afternoon session, you know, and as I said, it was a disc jockey, it was wonderful because little girls, teenagers would come up and they'd scream at me, you know, in a a happy, like, oh my gosh, you know. we love you. Kind of, it was a little like a celebrity, being a celebrity, spinning records. But it was a very stressful job. You can imagine, <laughs> you know, I'm sweating bullets back there. You know, with, the girls are all screaming at an open window, play this song, play that song. <laughs> so you were <laughs> a
0: celebrity already. And,
1: and I'm trying to figure out which which album to play ahead of time. And, and, and every three minutes, you've got to put on a new album, and you've got to... Uh, You've got to be on your toes at the disc jockey back there for okay. for four hours. So, anyways, um, the, when the session ended, um, that's when it wasn't fun because you had thousands of skates to pick up and and you had to clean up after these children. And uh, so, anyways, long story short, I was depressed at the end of the day. I was happy at the in the day. Okay, but, but you moved so, on. Yeah. So here we go. So I'm I'm leading up to it. So so a week later um this woman comes up to me and said you should be modeling have you ever thought about that and i said yes absolutely (laughs) i'd I'd love to but um i don't know how to you know I, i haven't really looked into it you know so she said i know someone that's a photographer and he could probably help you would you be interested i said absolutely so so that was that i didn't you know another week goes by Another Saturday afternoon session, same thing with the disc jockey, and then the big cleanup after. Uh, this gentleman comes up to me, and he's and and I'm sweeping the floor, and you can imagine sweeping and vacuuming and cleaning up thousands of skates, and it's just a mess, you know, um, and. I've got a frown on my face. Someone even took a picture of me and gave it back <laughs> to me—an instamatic photo. I wasn't happy about it, <laughs> but so he comes up to me and I didn't—I didn't know—I didn't even see him. He's right behind me, and he said, "What are you doing?" I looked up and I was like. Who's that? And I, he says, "Look at you! What are you doing? You shouldn't be sweeping; you should be modeling." <laughs> I said, <Wow>. "What?" <laughs> and he says, "Are you interested in modeling?" And I said, Ab- "Sure, absolutely." You know, I was very intimidated by this guy because he was very, uh, very strong and sharp, you know. And uh, but, anyways, so I made an appointment with him, and he said he would take some photos of me, and he. He did a whole photography session for me. And next thing I know, I, um, he invites me to a meeting, which was the Florida Motion and Picture and Television Association, Palm Beach Chapter. And his name was David Ginsburg, Right. And he was, at that time, he was the vice president of the Palm Beach Chapter. Of the, what was he doing at the ice skating rink? Well, his girlfriend I told him about Yes. You. She painted faces there. And so she told him about me and this is like a week after um, after my prayer you know and thank you God ahead of time you know so um next thing I know, i'm taking photos with him and he's and i'm doing Miami Vice looks you know in all different types of outfits and I decided to do something different. A copy my sister with the so I took my Ocelot outf- oh my God I took my Ocelot Tarzan outfit and I actually borrowed a, her spear that she had and I took a picture of that Thanks. and I and um, next thing I know I'm going he invites me to the Florida Motion Picture and Television Association Palm Beach Chapter meeting. I joined that. Suddenly, I'm in Miami Vice. Oh my god! Uh, I'm in Miami Vice. The next thing I know, I'm 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 in I'm modeling, and then and then get this, um, suddenly I'm working as a model, and next thing I know, I'm in on on the cover of of the Weekly World News, which is a subsidiary of the Enquirer, uh, um, you know, and I'm of. Uh, the being the father of a child that w- was born with a solar system on its back. So it was oh, it was rather hilarious, but it helped to pay for college. <laughs> but
0: wait, you were wait, in Police Academy?
1: Yes, yes, I was. Uh, and then yes, you married to the mob? I was, yes, I had special appearances. With appearance, Michelle
0: Pfeiffer?
1: Special appearances in there, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: With Lorraine Bracco? Mm-hmm.
1: And then you met Barbara Streisand? Uh, actually, I didn't meet Barbara Streisand. She, she, was, she was on the set there that night with Don Johnson. They were seeing each other but at that what time.
0: part were you doing? Were you a cop, what were you? I,
1: I was a police officer, yes,. Ah. yes. I, I, and, um, and that it was amazing because you know, I was the next thing I know too, I'm modeling in Globe Mini magazine <laughs> and, and the assignment, my sister, is is playing a uh, fortune teller and holding my hands, so my ha- I was a hand model. So the next thing I know, I'm I'm on the uh, I, the f- cover of Weekly World News. I'm Globe Mini Magazine on, uh, and I'm this on the uh, and I'm like, now. I see myself on the cover when I walk into a uh, local uh, market with you know along with my sister. So I mean,
0: and then you started ballroom dancing,
1: yes, Yes. Yes. My, my, I
0: mean, what you haven't done. Didn't I not tell you that he was multifaceted? So having done all these movies and then you did voiceovers, commercials, mm-hmm. how many years did you do that?
1: Uh, f- from 1986 um, all the way to 2001 in general and then wow. after that I started singing. But yes, my mother was, uh, she was the one who was like a manager to me. She was the one who gave me The inspiration. She would tell me, like when she told me, "Go model," you know. And then I, I focused on modeling. I did uh, print, lifestyle, runway, and then she said, "Enough of that." And she said, "Now go dance," you know. So wanted
0: you to be very (laughs)
1: well-rounded. Yes, very well versatile to get ready for Hollywood, you know, basically. And um, so I, so after that, I left, and then I went and uh, learned how to ballroom dance and I studied with with Rob McGregor, who was a nineteen eighty five United States ballroom champion. Oh my god. And we worked together. Um uh and we did uh shows from the breakers all around Palm Beach County. I also Which I was in? Yes, we spoke about that. Yes, so we did shows. Um, I and I was an exhibition dancer. Uh, we did uh, incredible routines that that uh, Rob had uh, choreographed. Wow! And uh, also, then I started choreographing for commercials, um, and and for um, even celebrities that we spoke that the movie we were on the set with, and. Uh, and then my mother said, enough of the dancing now. And, and you
0: were also teaching dancing.
1: Yes, I was teaching dancing, yes. As was,
0: well, the tango and everything yes, else. teaching everything. It was everything. very popular in those days for ladies to learn how to go. Yeah, With their bows or to meet somebody.
1: Exactly. So it was, it was very expensive to learn dancing lessons. You know, some of the ladies there had spent, from years. what I heard, years and spent up to a million dollars back in 91, one one. Woman had spent a million dollars on dancing lessons. You can imagine how expensive. Which well, must could have be. been pretty good. <laughs> Extremely good. It was like dancing with uh, someone like a feather. You know, it was amazing. I
0: mean, well, no wonder but, there's Zumba now. I mean, really.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I so I studied there, and and then uh, and then I I said my mother said, okay, enough with the dancing, and then and then it was off to acting. I know, but you, so were, you did commerce,
0: choreographed commercials for Apple, JCPenney, and then James Bellucci, of
1: course, here at the Breakers. Mm-hmm.
0: My, it, 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 I just can't believe all this fell in
1: your lap. Yes, I choreographed and danced too, as well in the commercials. So I would do both, you know? How yeah, it was, tall are was you? I'm, I'm six foot two and a half.
0: You look so much taller. Oh, really? Yeah, you look <laughs> like six, seven or something. I guess it's your long legs or something. <laughs> and you keep winning these modeling things and you were it's ch- chosen you went to the international modeling agency in Miami
1: oh yes yes that actually prior to, prior to that we were the tarzan is really what's – the tarzan outfit in was modeling what started what you- started it all because prior to that um David Ginsburg, who was a vice president of the Florida Motion Picture and Television Association, had introduced me to the president, whom was Buddy Galen, who was one of the original former Mouseketeers uh, from Disney, and he had taken, he had done some articles on me, at that time he was writing for (laughs) the Florida Stage and Screen News, and he had uh, written a few articles about me and what I was doing. And, uh, um, and what he did was he took my photo of the Tarzan photo. There was a Florida stage and screen news was doing a, a casting looking for the best top 50 best models of Florida. So and for the all so all these agencies basically Florida from Miami to Orlando in general or maybe at that time uh, had submitted their registrants their models so there've been thousands of registrants so he submitted my Tarzan photo but I didn't have a shirt on this one so and I was working out a lot so I, I did a, a side shot you know a real serious look with the headband yeah it was and, pretty cool and just and just the just the pants you know so it was I n- saw. no top I on saw. and and uh anyways i i got i had um, gotten, I had been chosen, excuse me, um, to be one of the top 50, and, and I, I won that. Uh, wow. And then I had... See how
0: many things he wins.
1: And <laughs> then, then you were speaking of uh, um, International Model and Talent Association was having a big conference in Miami. So I decided to um, go and, and enroll in that. And I had been there for, I think, two days. And... I ended up winning that one, oh of, one, of, one of the people who won that as a male uh, uh, models. And uh, Nitro for Men had chose me from New York. They're um, um, an agency, generally, I guess, for men. And they they wanted me to go to New York. So that's when I had relocated to New York um, to, to model. Um and then, for, and then the um, Ford the own, uh, owner of Ford agency wanted me to model for them, too. They wanted me to get new pictures. I was, at that time, I had a lifestyle, which was f- the photos for Florida, basically. What, what uh, they want there. And then New York, uh, they were doing fashion. So she wanted me to do fashion. Runway. The, yeah. yeah. And, and so I needed to update my uh, photos in order to be with Ford. So at that time I was singing in Soho uh, oh, on the right. on the weekends, you loved it, and uh, got back into singing.
0: And you won so, prizes too.
1: Yes, yes, I won the prizes on the weekends as well. So oh was, my, that was God. fun. <laughs> oh
0: my, I, quite an I, experience. So Soho on weekends, runways during the week. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. So this is when you started singing seriously.
1: Yes, yeah, that was the beginning. I knew I wanted to sing, and. uh the modeling, uh, I, 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 I was losing interest in that after, well, the singing was fun. I mean, it. And time, then you went
0: to a studio uh, for acting and, and singing.
1: Hmm.
0: What was the name of them? They were Frank Leahy, who was very famous, and Watson B. Duncan, who made Burt Reynolds' career. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Actually, I had left it when I decided I wanted to sing in New York, you know i i had two options i can stay in new york um, update my photos to fashion and work with ford and nitro for men um but i really wanted to sing and it was ex- very expensive in new york and very hard um, especially the change of seasons and I, I went there with summer clothes i wasn't even ready for the winter oh my gosh it was <laughs> freezing <laughs> it hit me hard i had to i had to <laughs> get winter clothes while i was there. So. Um, I wanted to go to college and um, New York was very tough. So I thought to myself, you know, I spoke to my parents and I thought to myself, I've got the greatest teachers on earth at home. And I I spoke to them. I said, you know, I want to come back to Florida and I want to study with you. And they were so happy because they wanted me to study and pursue this. Um, they were so for me to be in the arts and to go for it, you know, go for your dreams. You know, my parents were like, uh, they weren't, they didn't want me to be a doctor or they said, if you, if you, if this is what you love, we're going to support you. We're going to help you. We're, and we're, we believe in you. And we, and they also thought that I, I had, um uh, the some, they said I had the talent because my mother had said to me, she said, if you didn't have the talent, we wouldn't. We would wait, wait, support we you on this and, and exactly. push you to do this. So they, they said, come back to Florida. We want you to study with Frank Leahy and, and, um, and also Watson B. Duncan. And Frank Leahy and Watson B. Duncan were the greatest teachers besides my father uh, in the music department in Palm Beach Junior College. Their, their classes were sold out the first day or within hours uh, by word of mouth. That's how amazing uh, the teachers were. And uh, Watson B. Duncan actually was uh, amaz- incredible because he is the one that started Burt Reynolds. Uh, he was casting for a play in Palm Beach, New York College, and he told Burt Reynolds, um, he said, buddy, you're going to be an actor i want you to come and and uh, he had his southern accent you know you're going to come and you're going to audition for my play and uh and buddy says no i'm not and he says yes you are, are you're <laughs> going to be there tomorrow night at seven o'clock and uh buddy said don't wait up for me don't i'm not going to be there so uh burt reynolds uh for some reason he just decided he showed up and uh and 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 Mr. Duncan said it's the worst audition he'd ever seen, but he ended up studying with uh. with uh, with Duncan Burt, and um, and obviously Burt uh, was influenced by Watson B. Duncan to go to Hollywood, and
0: so he left.
1: So he left and became one of the top-grossing um, actors of all time from seventies to early eighties. And uh, you know, speaking of Watson B. Duncan, he he lived down the street from me, probably seven houses away. So I grew up as a little boy, um, um, going to their home. They took care of me. They watched me, or I, I played as a little boy. I'd play with their dog, or I'd take their dog for a walk, or something, you know. And and I would I would also see Burt Reynolds stop by constantly either in his Trans Am, because after, after uh smoking the Bandit was famous, you know, obviously he had his own Trans Am, he would stop by with his Trans Am, and, uh, or his limo. He'd have his limo waiting out for him, because they were so close, Duncan and
0: uh, <laughs> and, and
1: Burt Reynolds. And even in college, when he went to Palm Beach uh, Junior College and switched over with Palm Beach Community College after that, uh, Burt Bert would stop there consistently, and uh, be consoled by by uh, Duncan, who was just brilliant teacher. And my mother, and father, when I was in New York, told me come home and study with him while he's on this earth. So what an honor, long story short, what a what a great honor to have studied with uh, Watson B. Duncan the third, and and also two other two other um, artists, um, Monty Markham, yeah. Uh, which, which, and also um, the other one you have written down, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold, had studied with, with Watson B Duncan. So there were three testimonies uh, that became very successful with, with Duncan, and I, I I did very well. I was on a scholarship to the college there for acting and music. So I told I I told uh, Watson B Duncan I said I'm going to be your fourth. I'm going to be your fourth testimony before he passed. I said, "You, you mark my words. No matter what, I'm never going to quit." And I'm going to. So I kept. I'm still going. 1986 it's to amazing. today, that promise is still going. <laughs> it,
0: it's unbelievable. I think you got that. You said something very impressive about um, um, Peter. Who was it who gave you the? Who gave oh, it? Peter
1: Lawford. But, Peter Lawford. Yes, 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 Buddy Galen, who was the the um, the president at that time of the Florida Motion Picture and Television Association, Palm Beach chapter, he actually saw me. I was I was performing at the Roy, what is known what was known as the Royce Hotel in West Palm Beach, and um, there was a gentleman there who had uh, an agency, local agency, um, that was having a contest, a talent contest. Oh no, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so as. I was big into working out, and uh, and as, as a skater, I thought I, I'm gonna I was gonna try to do I want to do something different than everyone else, you know, try to stand out from the crowd. So, so I figured, okay, I'm gonna get on my skates, and I'm gonna I put on a tank top shirt, and some tight jeans, and I thought I'm gonna go out there and do a dance routine
0: on at, skates on,
1: on skates on the dance floor to a. Uh, but to, how
0: would your two skates glide?
1: I just do, I did a dance routine right on the dance floor there in place, you know, jumping up in the air and landing really high up in the air and landing a split from my finale. And, you know, I just did. Everybody my, went nuts. I did, yeah. Oh, they went nuts. Yeah. So I, I won the contest what? That suit. and, uh, buddy Galen was there <laughs> and he's, he, so he, he basically had a meeting with me. He thought, he thought I was very talented on skates. He's he was amazed. And, uh, he did the articles, as I said, on the Florida stage and screen news about me. And then, and then he was so gracious to, to say, you really should get out there and act and, um, as well. And this is, um, at that time, I was doing music in the college and singing. So he um, had granted me with a scholarship to, to, uh, to get into the course of acting one. with Frank Leahy, Mm
2: -hmm. whom
1: also taught Burt Reynolds how to act as well. These are two famous, very famous teachers. And the method
0: was what for acting?
1: Stanislavski method is what he taught. And um, so he gave me um, that um, scholarship as well as the, I I had uh, received the Pacer scholarship to the the college. Wow. And... uh, Then I was on my way. I was studying in college and uh, singing in Palm Beach uh, for for, um, many benefits. And I was running back and forth to Miami constantly doing movies, commercials, television, you know, everything. Well, that's why
0: I call you the Energizer (laughs) Bunny. Because I've never seen anybody win so many events in in our life. So now we're going to play one of his songs when he started out. As you did a lot of love songs at the time.
1: Yes, I started with the, And this the one's beautiful.
0: It's a little bit of a different version. It's called Strangers in the Night. It's a love song.
2: Strangers in the night Exchanging glances Wandering in the night In the night, to lonely people, we were strangers. In the night, until that moment when we said our first hello, little did we know love was just a glance away, a warm and bracing dance away. And ever since that night, we've been together. Lovers at first sight, love forever It turned out so right All strangers in the night Strangers in the night Exchanging glances, wandering in the night What were the chances we'd be sharing love? For the night was through. Something in your eyes was so inviting. Something in your smile, so exciting. Something in my heart told me I must have you. Strangers in the night. We sat up for so long, little did we know Love was just a glance away A warm embrace and dance away And ever since that night we've been together Lovers at first sight, in love forever it turned out so right for strangers in the night.
0: Oh, I love that song, and everybody loves it because you sang it. Yes, of course, in the hotels and in the in different areas of uh, uh, very popular music at the time. It was in the in mid nineties now, and you sang it at benefits. I mean, you really were getting very, very uh, started in all of this music, and you obviously taking everything you do seriously, except for maybe the ice skates when you started jumping up and down. But that's still pretty cool. <laughs> So tell me about Gertrude Maxwell, who is, of course, very famous.
1: Yes, yes. Gertrude Maxwell was such a wonderful woman. She had uh, been, for decades, had uh, been saving animals. Um, and she started uh, Corporation uh, Save-A-Pet um, in Palm Beach and was just an incredible woman. She would give the shirt off her or back, or, you know, to help animals. And uh, my mother was good friends with her. And um, I started singing um, as a romantic singer, um, all the all the classics from Frank Sinatra, Tom Jones, uh, Engelbert, Humperdinck, to all the classics in general, and would sing for Gertrude's benefits um, um, from like 1989 to 2001. Wow! Now yeah, somewhere around there, I think 1990 maybe. Um, and uh, I worked with uh, Bob Nichols, who is a um, local celebrity uh, weatherman or, or a- anchorman, shall I say, well, whichever it is. Excuse me, Bob, if you're listening. And I remember; it's been so long. But he was an uh, amazing, amazing gentleman. He's still around, but uh, he worked, I believe, with Channel uh, 25, and we worked together for years. And doing what? Uh, uh, he was her um, basically; he was her MC, um, and I would sing. So with wow, so we, he
0: had a side job.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> On he, the news and was, off the news, he was very, very close to uh, Gertrude, and uh, we both worked together um, to help raise money to help animals.
0: Well, now they have the Peggy Adams, which is looks like a hotel to me. It's <laughs> the most beautiful thing I've ever seen.
1: Oh wow. Well,
0: we're yeah. doing so much for animals. It's it's a it's a blessing. I mean, it yes. Really is.
1: So the so we worked the circuit. We worked at... um. um I sang in Donald Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago to the Colony, um, the Chesterfield, all the major hotels and and just wonderful establishments here in Palm Beach County. And we did that for years. Well,
0: you are what they call a classical crossover tenor. So you started to change throughout the years with your voice. And I think you, again, said your brother, trained you
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So,
0: I mean, you sang... so? What did this? You did Broadway, by the way, didn't you? You did the you were in Boca Raton Pops. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I was one of the uh, um, main singers for the Boca Pops for two seasons. Unbelievable! Mm-hmm. And
0: you played Broadway stuff.
1: Yes. Yes. I Fun. Was at, That was that was the greatest, absolutely greatest uh, uh, experience. Uh, matter of fact, I tell you a story about uh, one of the. Uh, um, the pianist that I opened up for, um, um, we opened up for, shall I say. Um, yeah, the Boca Raton Pops is incredible. We I think it was a 100-piece orchestra for two seasons. Wow. Um, we generally performed in all the um, major establishments um, from just local temples to generally the um, Florida Atlantic, University yeah. Center Auditorium, which seats five thousand people, and every show wow. was packed. Wow! Uh, yes, with a hundred piece, or- a hundred piece orchestra and and we opened up for um, um, Neil Sedaka, Nell Carter. Um, oh, that's right! Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing greats. Um,
0: Nell Carter, Barbara
1: McNair. Barbara McNair, yes. Mm-hmm. Copeland Davis, that's a, Copeland a fabulous D- pianist, which is actually performing now at the Colony Hotel in Palm Beach. Really? And, and get this. This is the amazing story. My father taught Copeland Davis how to play piano when he, when he was younger. And I remember as a child seeing my father working with him. And before my mother passed, I spoke about him, and she said my father taught. Him. I said, oh, I know I get it. And I just spoke to Copeland a few times in the colony. <laughs> he remembers my father. Are and you still what a singing with the colony? No, no, but I actually sang with Copeland recently there a few months back. And uh, I'd love to go back, actually, uh, he's a wonderful, well, we'll incredible We'll go there talent. and have a
0: drink for memory's sake.
1: That'd be great. Love Wouldn't to. That'd
0: be great, Doc St- Severinson to. as well. Yes,
1: Doc Severinson as well. He was the conductor for the uh, Tonight Show. Yes, we opened it for many greats. You know. Wow.
0: So you were then, very well known playing to such a large audience over the years.
1: Yeah, from generally from Miami to Palm Beach was where I worked. So it was generally in movies, commercials, television. Um, Newspapers, magazines, wow. consistently. I, you boy, didn't talk have, about have a
0: manager to get you all these gigs?
1: No, uh, just agents. I had uh, multiple agents or, or word of mouth That you know, in general.
0: Put you there. And so you played also the Las Vegas philo- Philharmonic?
1: Yes, absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. We did a major benefit, uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was wonderful.
0: It's extraordinary. This concludes part one of our interview with Ingvar Estrada. Please tune in at your convenience for part two of this wonderful interview. Thank you for listening and have a great day. You have just listened to part one of the amazing story of Ingvar Estrada. Hope you enjoyed his story. Stay tuned for part two.